Coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. Greatness started in Louisville, Kentucky. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe DeVerge. Yeah, Chris, you know, uh, it's been quite it's been quite a Thursday We're recording this at 830. If you're not here with all uh, all 40, 40 of you in here on this wonderful spaces, um, we are sitting here 830 on a Wednesday this morning. Uh, what, like 1130, it kind of comes down the line, the sort of official damn break uh not to not to brag on us but you you kind of had told me the night before you had heard um that 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 it was coming it was about 99 percent done um my source refused to text me back and i knew i i knew that they were generally okay um and and uh next to their phone and they were texting someone else so i was like yeah this is uh this is happening they just don't want to tell me no um so they don't want to tell me yes either so we we knew about 1130 officially um, that Jeff Brom was taking the Louisville job. It appears to be for six years, $35 million. So, you know, a little bit over $6 million a year, uh, a little bit under $60 million a year. Um, so, you know, really interesting, you know, Josh gets it done. Uh, that comes through the wire. And then, you know, we kind of had this afternoon, the initial elatement, the joy from all different parts of, of card nation. Um, and then sort of the, you know, um, the little bit of dejectedness we get around four or five o'clock where, um, Ruben Owens, the number one running back in the country, the, you know, I think, you know, for me, the crown jewel of this recruiting class, Scott Satterfield has put together, um, decommits from Louisville and apparently is like about to commit again. Um, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah, at eight, 8 o'clock Central Time, he's going to commit again. So, obviously, the bag came in pretty quickly, which I'm expecting from Texas A&M. Um, I, I would be pretty shocked at this point if it's anybody else. Than them. That makes sense, which is, you know, good. <laughs> Shout out to Jimbo, like really struggling in all sense of the word, but going to get that dub. Um, so, Chris, where are you? Where I always like to ask you first, where are you at? What is um, – you know, what is your thought process? Uh, what do you, how do you feel about the day's events and what this next phase for Louisville football looks like? Man, we're going to hop around a bunch here. Um, <laughs> I, I, I got a bunch of notes, but you know what I'm thinking of lately is that this is developing into a situation to where this is a reverse of Kenny Payne. <laughs> there is going to, there's going to be a situation because you hired Kenny Payne with the understanding that, you know, this guy's a first time head coach and all this yada, 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 but you're probably going to get some badass recruits. Didn't get any of those recruits, but that was the understanding when you hired. Right. What seems to be developing here, and we'll see if it plays out is that Steve Clarkson may not be able to kind of have his way with Jeff Brom. So some of these guys are going to bounce. And you're going to have to make the decision, how many of these guys leaving, is it worth it for, you know, Jeff Brom to be here? Obviously, it's a coaching upgrade. Right. Um, from in every sense of the word, it's going to put fans in the stands. It's going to be a more exciting brand of football. You get the guy coming home that everyone is beloved. There will be juice going into next season. But with some of that juice – all that juice that was created with the recruits, the Ruben Owens, the Andre Moore, the Pierce Clarkson. Some of those guys are going to leave, and it may be a lot of those guys. I mean, 
it's going to be really funny in the next few few days because you're going to be able to individually excuse all these recruits. You're going to be able to look at Ruben Owens and you're going to be able to say, obviously, Jeff Brom's coming in. It's a guy who wants to throw the ball around. You're not going to get the ball a lot to your running backs. He's not going to be a workhorse. Sure, the guy wants to leave. Pierce Sparks, if he decides to leave, not a prototypical gunslinger quarterback that you'd see for Jeff Brom. Sure, he wants to leave. DeAndre Moore. He decides to leave. Of course he's going to leave. He's not a Pierce. He's, he's going to be with Pierce Clarkson. He wants to go play with him. So that is, that's my most interesting point here. Um, there are a lot of positive things I have to say about Jeff Brom. So I have to, I really hate to start off on like a semi negative, but I am kind of curious of if the worm does turn at any point, like it did with Kenny Payne. I don't think it will. Because this is yeah, a guy that has, has coaching experience and all that stuff, but you don't really have to jump off that. I'm just in, in, just in general. General, what is what is your opinion here? No, I, and, and not to I, to to kind of jump off that, and then I'll say I, I think I think the thing you know we had this conversation you know 30 minutes after Scott Satterfield was you know left to took Cincinnati. And my initial point was Jeff Brown was the only chance we had to keep this class together. That's, what, that's what we both said. We said you got to make that higher quick because in, in some other circumstances, you know, you, you'd like more of a surge, but if they make that right. higher quick, maybe they can keep the, the class together. We both said that. And I think you, as a Louisville fan, you know, hindsight's always going to be 2020. Let's say you lose those guys. Let's say maybe only like Madden Sanker stays. I think you take, you, you roll the dice on that front instead of having the wishy-washy, you know, two weeks of, or a week and a half of, oh, is it going to be this guy? Is it going to be that guy? And then know that you're not going to keep any of those dudes. And I, I think as a Louisville fan, you trade urgency for certainty. Um, a hundred times out of a hundred, I think. I, I just, I, I just think you would write like it's, it's hindsight's going to be twenty twenty. So like we can never know. But I think Louisville fans, like it, in terms of like picking this out, which kind of like leads me to my next thought that I, not to be like a winners versus losers, but Jesus Christ, like if you had any doubts about Josh Hurd, like time, to, time to come eat your crow. It's time. It's time to big day for him. It's time to come eat your crow because the dude, the dude who I think everyone who's got half a brain kind of feels like he was bullied a little bit into this into this Kenny Payne hire. But the dude, the dude put his nuts on the table. He went and he got the fucking guy and he put the money together when when there were people, there were people who said that he couldn't get the money together. And he, he put his nuts on the table. He got it done. The man, the man says at 2 p.m. on Monday. I'm not personally familiar or I don't have any personal relationship with Jeff Brom and then conceivably immediately leaves to make said relationship a reality and goes Monday afternoon, Monday evening to meet Jeff Brom. That's balls. That's ballsy. That's, that's, that's badass. Like that's, I mean, that's what you want from your athletic director. That's what you want from your power five athletic director. And he stepped up and I think he deserves a hundred percent of the credit here for doing it. Um, and, and, you know, obviously time will tell what the, what the hire looks like and where it turns out wins and losses wise, but you, he put the program in the position to succeed. I think um, given the, the unique circumstances, and I, I, I think for me initially, just like the immediate number one winner. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because some of the, the, the skeptics of, of Josh Hurd would probably say that he just made the two layup hires, right? He made the guys that, that the fans wanted. But I do think it took – it, it took some nuts to go ahead and tell Scott Satterfield that you're exactly. not worth this extension. I mean, because that <laughs> exactly. was let, – let, let's not kid ourselves. Even before the Kentucky game and after the Kentucky game, there was a segment, maybe it's 25%, 30% of fans that, that had basically resigned themselves to the point to where Scott Satterfield was going to get an extension. And you do that because you know that this recruiting class is coming in. Right. And he made that decision not to do that, and all this happened because of that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think it was a pretty big deal and day for Scott Satterfield. Um, you know, what else? Josh Hurd. Yeah, yeah, Scott Satterfield. Outside, let's, let's talk about the guy. I'm excited as hell. I, I, I'm excited as hell. I, I don't even 100% I thought you were going to say let's talk about Scott, but we can get to that in just a second because there's still, <laughs> there's still a few things I want to I want to chew off there, but we can get to that in a moment. I'm excited as hell, Chris, even if I, I, I'm not a hundred percent that Jeff Brom is the best hire. I, I, I'm not, I'm still skeptical. Uh, if, if Ron Cooper is the defensive coordinator, I'm going to be like really frustrated. Ron English, want, but it's not the same thing. Ron English. I'm sorry. Not Ron Cooper. What am I saying? Ron Cooper, former Louisville guy, Ron English, my bad. Um, you know, he, we, we all remember, barely remember. In fact, I don't remember a single thing about the Ron English defense under Steve Crackthorpe, and that's because it was ass. So, <laughs> so I don't think I want him back as defensive coordinator. I'm not going to lie; I don't, I, you know, that, that's 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 that will put a real bitter taste in my mouth if that's the situation. But that being said, I think this fan base, more than anything, like more than absolutely anything, just needed a transfusion of life. Scott Satterfield had his opportunity to do that several times a season against Florida State at home, against Clemson on the road, and he couldn't fucking do it. And Jeff Brom getting hired is going to do it. And I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to get to expectations or how many wins. I, I think the expectations are high for Jeff Brom. I don't want to put a number on it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I think just there's an energy now surrounding the football team that wasn't there 48 hours ago. It just wasn't there. And that to me is just immensely tantalizing as a Louisville fan first and foremost. And I'm so excited for that. I'm so, so excited. You, you and I, we went to that Florida state game. You said it was one of your favorite tailgates ever. And then we get there and it's like what? 25,000 people. And it just was ass, you know, like the, like the, the atmosphere just wasn't good enough. And even though like fans were excited, the fans that were there, the diehards were into it. Um, you're going to get more of the casual, more of the types of people who were there during Bobby 2.0, 1.0, Charlie Strong. You're, you're going to get more crossover with the regular folks because of Jeff Brom, just because the man knows how to do, how to, how to, how to fire up a locker room. He knows how to fire up a fan base. And I, I do not. I, I do not think you have any trouble doing that um, with this Lola fan base. So just from that point of view, from a like culture is such a funny word in, in this situation. And I'm, I'm not trying to lean on that, but he, he, he's just going to give Louisville some excitement they haven't had in a long time. And, and I, I'm very just initially, well, even doing much, we're just stepping foot on campus. And that like the prospect of that is, is, is quite tantalizing for me. No, I mean we had the we had the guy call in when we did the spaces um, that that really I think we both resonated with, and we did the spaces when all this broke about how there's just not been. I mean, we did the podcasts too. There's just Scott Satterfield never had a connection with the community, and that 
that went through the fan base. I don't know how much that's worth. I don't know what that puts out on the field, but there was never juice in the stands. It's very symbolic to what's happening on the recruiting trail when you see all these guys that have all these they, – they took some offers from Cincinnati. It's been great. But none of these guys have been jumping up for joy saying, yeah, I'm going to go play for Scott Satterfield. And that's pretty much what it was with the fan base. There was never – you never really wanted to go out and watch a Scott Satterfield team play football. Never. It was you just a wet blanket. Do that. It was a wet blanket. <laughs> and you don't want to talk about expectations. But I have the – college football head coach salaries in 2022 pulled up (laughs) and these are going to change because people i mean they're going to change a bunch because people are going to get raises and people are going to get extensions and all that noise but god pat fitzgerald is just always on this list just randomly i like i don't even know how that dude whatever (laughs) anyway jeff brom right now more money than steve sarkeesian more money than chip kelly and more money than Gary Patterson, who's definitely about to get her. He, he got fired. Sorry, that was TCU. I was thinking of the TCU vote. Sonny, Sonny Dykes. He's about to get a big race. So. Um, but I, I just wanted to throw those out to you. The expectations in year one are going to be – they're going to be real. They've yeah. always been they've always been floating over the last three or four years. You know, we start the season, maybe it's eight wins, maybe it's seven wins, maybe it's six wins, and then it kind of goes back and forth. Now, I do think they are going to be real. I think this fan base will have a little bit more leeway with some of the play on the field, but I do think the end result, it's all the same. People are gonna be upset if this is a seven win football team next year. They are. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be. We'll see if that stays throughout the entire entirety of the season. We don't know who's going to be here. We don't know who the coaches are going to be here. But I will say right now on December 7th, Wednesday at 8.52 p.m., that if it's seven-win football season next year, I will be disappointed with that. (laughs) I I, – I would go down that road with you if I knew, had a better idea of what was going on team-wise, if we knew. And and, and I I could – fully be there on board with you and not to, not to say that like you know like you said he, he's going to be one of the we can safely assume probably one of the 15 at least one of the top 20 paid college coaches i think America. you can go ahead and say top 20 safely for sure top 20 that that comes with expectations i'm not saying i'm not saying those expectations are you know like that, that there there is no expectations and and absolutely you know what we're looking at the playoff expanding in 25, right? I have no like, idea what it is. Maybe it's 2024, like, but yeah. You would, you would hope, especially if, let's say, Pierce Clarkson stays, that your expectation is at the end of Pierce Clarkson's time that you have, you know, you have a contender for some, for maybe one of those ad bid spots. I, I, w- I would be. I, I would. I would say that that's definitely an expectation. I just mean in terms of immediacy. I don't. I can't sit here and say seven wins, but it, I think the, absolutely fans are going to want this to be far more closer to Charlie Strong, Bobby One Absolutely, and they're going to want that much quicker than they would have with if they had hired Lincoln Riley's kid brother, right? Like, <laughs> like I <don't>, absolutely. <laughs> see, people are coming up requested. I know we want to get a few people in. Um, I didn't know if you wanted to drop. Just any 
I don't know any thoughts you had on recruiting and the Ruben Owens decommitment because that that we we mentioned it on the onset, but I didn't know if you had any like bigger, you know, kind of opinion on that. No, I I, I think that's a real bummer. I, I I don't know. I mean, I get personally like Ruben Owens from like a pure like pure 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 football perspective. I get why he doesn't want to play for. For, for uh jeff brom like I, I like like you're not going to jeff brom's offense for to see a stud running back and you know say what you will about scott satterfield's offense but you know if you're reuben owens yeah you'd love to run the ball on on second and nine yeah you'd love you'd love that opportunity so i get it um and also like i get pierce carson like you know like you said he's not necessarily a a, a gunslinger quarterback so you know, I, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's see what happens there. Um, I had a friend tell me um, the word on the street is Sunday is going to be quote bloody Sunday in regards to the Cali kids. Bloody um, Sunday. So um, that's oh, not ideal, Chris. I don't love that, but let's see what happens. Let's see who yeah, comes. Like someone, a, someone like made the, someone made the, um, the observation that the, the freshman kid at Purdue is actually has a higher like rating than, um, the professional quarterback kid at Purdue has a higher rating than Pierce Clarkson. Like, you know, if he can bring that kid along, like maybe that's, you know, maybe that kind of suffices for a terms of, uh, I mean, of that, you know. that, that, that's fine. But I, I just don't want to hear that from a bunch of people that spent the entire summer hiking these people. Of course. Like, of course. I mean, I, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. I do. Did I have full faith in Scott Satterfield to develop those kids to reach their potential? Uh, not 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 particularly not 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 most not mostly um i was excited by it but listen listen i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shy away from the fact that i feel i was the the biggest scott, scott satterfield hater in um in Google <laughs> twitter i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pretend like i thought that that guy was gonna I, I, I think you were these, that. these diamonds into you know into diamonds you know it wasn't i, I wasn't uh, i'm not gonna pretend that that was the case but we'll see chris i don't know I, i'm i'm it's a bummer losing, losing this class. That was so huge. That was so big. Um, I think I losing Ruben Owens was, man, that was a hard hit. I was bummed driving home, listening to the radio, thinking about it. I really was, I was really excited for him. I kind of was expecting more not to make it. So losing him, isn't going to be that big of a loss to me personally, just because I didn't, I don't know. It, it didn't seem to me like he was going to actually make it. Um, but Owens and, and, and Clarkson, I think, man, that's, yeah, that's that that's a bummer. I'm not gonna lie. So that, I don't know about you. Where where where's your head at? I mean, and then we can get to some of these guys. I kind of mentioned it earlier from a like a very tangible football perspective. Some of the offensive guys that I don't freak out about because I do have confidence that you know pretty much the guys that are out there, Brahm is going to be able to find a way to get those guys the ball to make plays. He's done it at Purdue with some more strict academic restrictions to get into that school and it, probably a less of a recruiting pool there right. at Purdue. So I feel fine about that. I'm just really pretty much just eyes open for defensive players, defensive end, linebackers, safety, those type of guys. That's who I'm watching right now. I'm a very, who, who, who's, who's going to be the coordinator though. I'm really, I'm really, yeah, worried about. <laughs> Look, these, that's, that's all I'm focused on right now. Like my eyes are like, tunnel vision towards the defensive end of the ball because I if you're if you really want to look at it from like a very very X and O football angle you're not going to be able to beat Clemson scoring 40 points a game right like it's just not going to work like that you're going to have to hold them to somewhere in the 20s and and you're going to have to win those 28 20 type games to do that 
to actually compete and get to the ACC championship like we all want to do. Right. So if we're looking at like a big picture thing, that's where my tunnel vision is at, is who's going to be the defensive coordinator. Is Jeff Brom pretty much the what I've been told on – I feel like some pretty strong reason to believe this happened is the first offer he was given is the offer he took. There was not a pushback. So did he do that to open the pool more for his assistants? I will be, I will be very disappointed if Ron English is a defensive coordinator. I will be very, very disappointed. And now I, unlike Everybody that's direct messaged me on Twitter. I do not have a personal relationship with Jeff Brom, but I I know that people have said this is a guy who wants to do it his way. So I think he probably is a guy who's going to bring a lot of his coaches. But again, I'll be really disappointed if that's a defensive coordinator. I don't care what they did this year. It was 36. That's great. It was, it, yeah. I, the body of work suggests otherwise, though. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um. Let's go ahead and, and get started hearing people out. I want to I want I want to let people chime in. Let let we can react and have people bring something. Well, really quick, actually, we're almost a hundred people. Oh, that's cool. Um, really quickly, um, am I wrong? Is do we have any confirmation? I saw that that Brian Brom is is going to coach the is going to coach Purdue in the Citrus Bowl. Should we? Take that as any assumption that he's not coming. Am I crazy for that? Or I don't know if you should take any assumption that he's not coming, but I, I think he would make himself a candidate for the next Purdue for the opening. That makes sense. Sure. That makes sense. Um, I would like for I would hope he comes, um, but I, yeah, I think you can mm-hmm. say that. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Okay, uh, I, I read that and just wanted to make sure. Let's add Andrew who was the first one, um, who's who's currently studying for finals. So let's give him let's give him this break so we can get back to the the torts. Um, Andrew, if you unmute, you, you can you can. Talk. What's up, fellas? How we doing? <laughs> we feeling good. Are you, are you feeling All right, good? I've been you? Uh, you know I've been sipping the bullet today. Uh, you know, <laughs> having a good time. So I I I got a couple things to say. All right, please. please. First, week two, we're playing Murray State. There's going to be more people in Cardinal Stadium at the Murray State game than Scott Satterfield had all of last season in the stadium. Like, what was his max? <laughs> like 40,000 40, maybe against Florida State? Maybe, maybe, yeah. If that, yeah. If that we're going to – like, there's going to be more people than that for a week two game against an FCS opponent. So, that's number one. Number two – that's that's going to be incredible. It's going to be an incredible ticket. I completely agree. <laughs> it, it sucks we're losing the recruits. Ruben Owens is a beast. He's awesome. I've seen the highlights. You know, there's a reason he's the number one right back. Yeah. He he is legit. But I've said it all year. You guys you guys know I've said it. What's the point of getting all these recruits if you got a dog shit coach? You know, they can't <laughs> develop talent, which was what Scott Satterfield was. Like. Yeah, I mean we're losing. Yeah, it sucks that we're going to lose these, you know, these top recruits. But of course, but Jeff Brom is he? You know, is he like an elite coach that's going to? I I don't know. I have no clue. I know he's better than Scott Satterfield though. I watched him at Western. <laughs> I watched him at Purdue. He is a much better coach of football than Scott Satterfield. Like. In the long run, it's going to. I, 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 
And people are so much excited to watch him coach football. Like, that means something. Yeah, he actually knows ball. Like, dude, Scott Sat. oh, my God. We watched Scott Satterfield for, what was it, five years? He sucked. He right. was terrible. I mean, it was fun this year. Like, we won a, we won a few games. But, like, I think they did that in spite of Scott Satterfield rather than because of him. And it's just... No, it's I mean, Josh here got paid three point five mil to get this man to leave. That's a W. <laughs> That's a W. That's a, getting I, I still can't believe it, man. I can't believe that that um that Cincinnati pulled that out, man. And then you're just hearing absolutely I, I don't mean to make you know make this our talk about Cincinnati hour, but um just, just the reaction, the fact that I, I got a buddy sent me uh, the podcast that went around, and just like how <laughs> how mad some of those dudes were. It's just like it's, it's oh, so no. it's so Cincinnati, dude. You play like yourself, in every bro. way. Congratulations, you. Yeah, it's yourself. like if you could if you could sum up if you could sum up Nippert Stadium in a coach, it would be Scott Satterfield. <laughs> that's yeah, that's just hard, the most dude. mediocre that's school. Hard. The most mediocre. You, you should you you should just stop talking after you're not, you're not going to top that after <laughs> Nipper Stadium Scott Satterfield. That, that's that's great. Hey, no, I'm out. That's all I got to say, fellas. Go Cards. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Take care, Andrew. We we, we always love to hear from you. Enjoy the torts. Um, anything on Cincy while we're while we're here? We, we, the the. The Scott Satterfield part of this no, conversation. I, I, I'm I'm kind of in awe in, in Nipper Stadium and Scott Satterfield. That's 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 perfect. I've been to Nipper Stadium a few times. It it is Scott Satterfield. It's perfect. Are you uh, it, it, how how many times has Scott Satterfield been asked about Skyline Chili? <laughs> How many times has he ate Skyline Chili in the last like zero, right? Like Scott Satterfield does not put like does not put spaghetti in his chili. There's just zero chance. It's literally like a Russell Wilson type situation with Scott Satterfield in a Skyline commercial. Like my guy, Bearcats Nation, let's ride. He's he's eating a coney and saying Bearcat Nation, let's ride, and everybody that's a Cincinnati fan is just like fuck this guy immediately. That's exactly Scott Satterfield. Russell Wilson is another. Let's ride. Yeah, I I, I need Bearcat Nation, man. Um, Yeah, let's let's bring in Brandon. Let's bring in Brandon. Oh man, I'm dying. Brandon, go mute and let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh oh, can't hear you. Oh no! It's doing the circling thing again, where it's just loading oh, and loading and loading it. like I it did the other day. No, I can't see it. All right, I'm gonna remove you, and then I'm gonna have you request again. Okay. So go ahead and request again, Brandon, and we can bring you back in. Um, Andrew's talking about the exact same thing where I feel like every local fan feels, where it's just like. Yeah, we don't really know what Bra- what Braum is going to be here in Louisville. Yeah. Man, he's not Scott Satterfield. That's absolutely – of course. There's no way he could be. <laughs> All right, let's try it again. Let's try it again. I think it worked that time. Go ahead. Unmute. Brandon, unmute.
Okay. I don't know if it's working. It sounded like it worked that time. I heard a different sound. Yeah, it did work. It's showing up muted on my end. So you may want to try on mute one more time and we'll see if it, uh, there it goes. goes try. There it goes. Hey guys. There you hey. Go. Oh, sorry. Okay. I don't know how that, that was going on. I, the only thing I wanted to say is that I think what's so interesting for Louisville fans to really look at is not only, um, of course, there's some sadness around uh, some of the recruiting stuff that you all have been talking about, but let's look at the schedule for the next two years. I mean, the ACC is moving away from its division um, style of scheduling. Um, You're really looking at a um, 12-team expansion playoff coming up. I mean... We're not asking a coach to win 11 games, right? And to be Clemson every year to be able to have a chance. You're really asking a coach to to win nine, 10 games and, and just put yourself in the conversation. And so, and so for me, I think that that's where we as a fan base need to kind of start thinking about it in this new paradigm of what is the question that we're asking and can this new coaching staff that I very much believe that that he can set us up in a position. Are we just asking to get in that 12 team playoff? And if, and if that's what we're asking for, then let's fucking go. Like let, let's honestly just do it. Um, and, and I think that we have that opportunity with the, with Pierce and the rest of the recruiting class that we have um, that, that seem to be positive. And, and, and I just want to set that as the precedent. And, and that is, is more of the way in which we look, forward is a different paradigm or a different measurement of progress than maybe um you know what we've been assessing under the divisional that we have to play Clemson every year we don't play Clemson now for multiple years and we get to go on the road next year <laughs> that's a really good point yeah and, and we get to go on the road next year and have three neutral site games basically we get to go to Georgia Tech we get to go to I, we get to go and play up in IU at, you know at you know in a neutral site we get to go down and play the U in Miami which will be a neutral site game I'm sorry for all you Hurricane <laughs> fans out there but you all don't show up so we can take over like we can take over that stadium like I don't know to me I'm just like I very much believe that the schedule next year is very much set up for if Jeff can do what he did in terms of points per game that he was at Purdue and then just maybe minorly lower his defensive numbers if you just look at his numbers he can win in the ACC it's not as if it's yep. You're just, we're, and those, yeah, those, but those neutral site games, those are the games that you hired Brom for. Like the part of those games are the reason you hired Brom is because even some of these teams that they're going to be playing, they're going to be playing Georgia Tech next year, a mediocre opponent. But there's going to be a lot of hype surrounding that game because it's the first game of the year. And how many times? was there a lot of hype surrounding moments where Scott yep. Satterfield could yep. capture it and he failed to. And you hired Jeff Brom to capture those moments. So I'm glad you brought that up about the neutral side games because those are showcase opportunities for Louisville. It's what they had built their Prop program on over the last few years. Yep. I'm, I'm sorry yep. to step over both of y'all, Gabe. Go no, ahead. No, no, you're good. You're good. It, yeah. I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. You're absolutely right. No, I'm just saying that, like, for, for those neutral site games, especially for a game like to start off the season down there in Atlanta, Louisville fans – 
we love Atlanta. We have memories there. We understand what that city is. And you're in a fucking amazing stadium down there that if we could put 40,000 people down there for that game, I mean, that is a winnable first game. Oh, it's it's a very momentum as yeah. well as just uh, the, the team will be prepared for it. I, I believe uh, no, under I him. So uh, I don't, I don't you know. Looking at the yeah. schedule and looking at how it's going to be perceived to be played out. It, it, it sets up well, as well as if you look at the next two, three years for the ACC schedule, it, it, you just got to be in the top four. You got to be in that fighting position in this non-divisional ACC. Um, it's it's not about Clemson every year anymore. So if we're there, I mean, let's go. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree. And even and even to jump off that Clemson point, like you mentioned, you know, we don't have to play Clemson every year. We play them. I think it looks like we play them in twenty twenty four at um, Death Valley yet again. But how many times did Scott Satterfield? you know, fall on his face against these huge teams. And, and and if there's one thing about Jeff Brom is he, his teams get up for those big games. Look at all of the times that he played, you know, Ohio state really hard, you know, Michigan really hard. They, they were always super, super competitive in those games. So, um, you know, definitely, you know, definitely will be interesting you know, lost Chris of the coast. I, I I feel from like a big game perspective um, that Scott is, or um, that that Scott was never there, and that Jeff will will hundred percent have the team prepared to go. Like like we said, um, Louisville football has always been about those those neutral side games. I mean, I remember I was literally talking with some folks about literally just before we got on about how fun it was to go to that Auburn game, even though they lost the Lamar Jackson game, like those memories and those, those events, like who, who was going to go watch Louisville play Georgia tech under Scott Satterfield yeah. with a transfer quarterback. Who was going to go take that trip? Nobody, oh, nobody, nobody, tra- nobody traveled for this team in any capacity. Nobody uh, traveled we're, for Scott Satterfield. We're not Satterfield the first team. people to bring those up, but it's, it's just another, it, it, it speaks to, but this guy could have won. He could have won nine games this year. He could have truly beat Kentucky, and I still don't know how much of juice would have been there for next year. I really don't. I, I know that game means so much to everyone, but I still have my doubts about if if he's getting getting the attendance that Brom is going to be drawing next season. And then, man, that 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 means a lot. The excitement around the program. Do you want to bring some other people in? Yeah, yeah. Let's. I think Brent was next, and then Ryan. Um... Brian, if you unmute, I think you're good. Or Twitter is going to be weird again. Yeah, it's circling again. It's doing the same thing. Brent, we're going to kick you off and then request again, <laughs> and we'll we'll try the same thing we did just a second ago. Yeah, it worked for Brandon, so I hope I hope it can work again. So if you request, um, I was trying to pull up. I was trying to pull up uh, like Brahms. Like I'm looking at his his overall record. I um, mean, this year, obviously they won eight and five year before that nine and four mm-hmm. 2022 and four. That's kind of, yeah, it, it was, but that was a COVID year. Two back-to-back good seasons. Uh, Ruben Owens did just commit to Texas A&M as you were right. Hello. Expected, you were right. So, yeah. Hey, Hey Brent, we got you. Hey, I, I, that's what I was about to say. You, you beat me to the punch about he wasn't, I don't think you, I think he, he, 
DQ in the day, but he was already. I think he was already thinking about it before the culture change even happened. If you commit that, you commit that fast. I mean, yeah, no, you're already in your mind. You're already in like I'm ready to go. Like, <laughs> I mean, I read the article. The article was that the coach wasn't being retained, so that's what they said. That's why he decommitted. Yeah, and and I understand that someone one of one of um, I saw a screenshot from one of the boards that you know they they tried to keep him keep the coach Sims right I think it was Sims yeah. was the running back coach. Sims. that coach yeah yeah and they they were trying to keep him and and he's like nah I'm going uh, I'm going to Cincinnati and Brown had already tried earlier this week so um, what are your uh, is, what are your thoughts on the hire Brett I mean I was always a angle I was on the conversation about a couple couple about a month ago and I was always a I, I was a Brom. I, I was never a, a pro Brom. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. <laughs> no, I want to hear from you. I, I mean, I, and that's what I was, I was just like. My biggest thing is if, if Brom. I don't think a Brom played here. Would we? Would we? Would he be be considered for this job? Would he even get the job? But I'm gonna say I'm glad that Satterfield's gone and we got paid for him to be gone. That's that makes me great. <laughs> I mean, they got they got 3.5 million out of it. I mean, that it helps pay Brom's salary. I mean, let's be honest. Absolutely, I played it paid for his uh, you know in his buyout initially. What you know. I, I, I get what you're saying, you know, in terms of if Brom wasn't, you know, from here. I honestly do also think like kind of in that same direction. I think if Brom didn't didn't go to Louisville, he wasn't a Louisville guy, I don't know if we'd have a chance at him. I don't know. Like I just feel like I feel like he's he's much more beholden to Big Ten money, um, which it doesn't sound like he really was. So I, I get where you're coming from. I, I'm with you. I understand it, the, the idea that maybe he wasn't the best opportunity, you know, maybe – all things equal, you know, you're not worried about the the recruiting class. You know, you 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 might go and think about things a lot more critically. So, you know, it depends. But um, we'll see. We'll got see. The money. So, <laughs> we, I think Louisville got the money. We can go out and get Primo. I mean, I was I was looking like I said, Garrett Rowley was my like my number one choice. So let's be honest. Take. I mean, he's, he's, he's looking pretty nice. He's looking pretty nice. He's looking pretty nice. I think my only, th- not even, you know, the, my thing with Gary Riley is, I, I do think, uh, not to be this person, I'm not like Louisville at some points is always going to be a quote unquote stepping stone, but I do think Louisville needed some level of stability, and I think they needed a guy that they could count on to have a five year plan, um, just to kind of get things on the right perspective for more than just a season or two so uh, that's that's my only i like i I think get rally you lose him you that's a guy you lose after he has a good year it's just like you know it's just he's gonna get picked up quick i mean i think brahm is a let's be i think he's gonna be here for like i said five at least five years at least five years unless unless it all goes to shit but yeah it's like all shit we you know the fans Program. Let me. Hey, we'll be and then we'll be begging go. him to. We'll beg. We'll be begging him to say that uh, he doesn't want the job anymore at the end of the season. Like we definitely aren't with anyone else. Um, <laughs> but uh, anything else, Brent? Anything? What? Do, what are you? What are you looking forward to? What are you excited for? What do you want to see in the kind of um, in this next season or in the next few like, weeks, months? The old heydays where, like I said, the, the play action and going deep. Like we just we got we got away from that. Like we mm-hmm. we run the ball on third and seventeen. <laughs> it was tough, man. I was sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of running the ball on second and ten. Like, I, I'm, I'm sick and I'm tired gonna, of it. I want to put up like sixty points again. Like get a defense and put up thirty or fifty and just dominate. Like that's what I that's what I want right now. I want some points. I want to couldn't agree more with you, brother. Couldn't agree more. Um, appreciate you. Anything else? Anything else? 
That's all I got. All right, Brad. Take care. Go, go cards. Glad we got you up. Any, any, any thoughts on that, Chris? Any, Man, I, I do think like some of the longevity stuff is a little bit overrated, particularly when we're moving into like this new reality of NIL. Um, I've always yeah. thought that there could be like room for a powerful school that literally was just a stepping stone job for people. And that was their thing. And everyone knew it. I mean, I, I think you can get some pretty impressive coaches running through, but I don't think that Louisville could turn down the opportunity to hire another power five coach. It's yeah. never happened in the history of our program. We just hired a coach from a big 10 school to come to Louisville. Like that's never happened. I didn't even, I, honestly, that hadn't even registered with me until you just said it. Never hired a power five coach. That yeah, makes sense. So, I mean, you, you, at the end of the day, you really just can't pass up that opportunity if the guy is, you know, what his record has been. 16 games above 500 in the Big Ten. Um, that may not mean a lot to people, but given what Purdue was before he came, it means a lot to me. And yeah, yeah I just, Louisville hired another Power Five coach. And I, I think so often that because Louisville had, Louisville football had a bunch of success in, in like a short period of time, that people kind of forget that we're still relatively new, like, to, to, to big boy football. Um, yeah. So that, that's a pretty big deal to, to hire another power back. It's That's a nice fun fact. That's I didn't even – I'm kind of surprised – at that, I'm a, little, I'm a little taken aback, especially a power five coach who just played in a championship game. Like, you know, sure, you know, it took some 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 other things for him to get into it, but I don't know, man. Like, I just, it really was the perfect time for Brom to leave. Like, it's just, it's not going to get, it's not going to get any easier for him getting UCLA and USC. It wasn't going to get any easier to hire him either. It wasn't going to get any easier to hire him either. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll try, Ryan. Hopefully, we don't keep having this issues. Uh, with with adding folks, I have a feeling it happened again. Ryan, hey, what's up? Oh, it worked. There you go. All right, Ryan, how's it going? Let's good. Um, I would first like to congratulate my good friend Andrew on finishing his finals. Um, I know law school finals can be <laughs> terrible, but I'm right there with you, buddy. Um, one thing. There we go. Um, with my initial reaction to getting Brom, obviously it's great to see. Um, a Louisville legend uh, take the position, but I'm just so tired of losing to Kentucky every year. And Satterfield, obviously, he just treated it. He treated it like every other game where we lose by 20 points at home to our rivals. And you know, in the press conference, he has his visor on, and he's like, "Well, we'll just love each other over, you know, whatever. It'll, it'll all work out." And he just showed no like true, like he truly never got it. I know that's like a broken record at this point, but. He just never got it. So it's like even if Brom goes three and nine or, you know, just has a terrible year, I know that he's going to, you know, he's already circled the last regular home game. You know, he's so ready for that where it's like I know that no matter what the year is, we like what's going to happen on that game, I don't know, but I know that he's going to put so much emphasis on it and I just think as a program we've gotten away from that and it's like even though we've had such a good year this year losing to Kentucky just it's like kind of like it's a stinker you know it's like I we need to stop stop that and I think Rom is the perfect guy that gets it more than anybody else and I'm just so excited to see 
what he's able to do for the program. Yeah, uh, Jeff Brom, four and one against Indiana while he was at Purdue, and Scott Satterfield won't have to play Xavier in football, so it's a win-win for Bobby. <laughs> for sure, and not just even, and not just even, you know, Ryan getting, you know, losing, just just getting, just getting whooped, and just getting out energy every day, like just like just just getting absolutely punked every time. Uh, Jeff Brom is not going to get punked every year by Kentucky. I'm not saying it's never going to happen. It's just like, it's, it's, he's not going to let that happen. He's not going to let his teams like just be out energy, be out, be out motivated in, in like in that game. He's not, especially in the way that Scott Satterfield has been, you know, Mark Stoops is, brought so much energy from the Kentucky side that they haven't had in so long. And, and, you know, Jeff Brom's ready to match it. And I'm, I'm so ecstatic about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know, we, we, we hadn't, you know, we hadn't mentioned that yet. So I'm totally glad that you mentioned that. And uh, you know, it, it'll be nice to hear him needle Kentucky, you know, uh, not, you know, m- maybe we haven't quite earned some needling <laughs> recently, uh, but you know, he's, he's not, he's going to be in the Bobby camp of calling him slapdicks. Right. Like, so I, so I'm excited for that for sure. Yeah. I think, I think one thing that's kind of sad that I kind of just kind of came to this realization is that podcast and hype videos, wherever they might be, use the same clip of Satterfield getting excited in the locker room. And I'm like, wow, this sounds, <laughs> it's, it's the only one. They only have one from four or yeah. five years of him just getting, even if we're like losing, he's, he's so like, oh, good game. You know, we'll try our best next time. It's like, we need, we need the energy and like seeing the, um, you know, let's play football floating around or, you know, street fight between the whistles. Street fight like, between the whistles. That is what that. we that is what we want. That is what we need. And Satterfield was just he he was like, as long as if we're as long as you become friends, our program's gonna be successful. And that's obviously not true. And then um one point, and then I'll hop off. Y'all were talking about Satterfield and the chili. He's gonna go to Cincinnati and be like, My favorite chili's like gold star. Like he just doesn't <laughs> understand he doesn't understand where he goes. And it's so just uh it's it's just him you know so i'm i'm over the moon we might lose some of the recruits but i think bringing rom home in the end it's gonna pay off you know tenfold thanks man couldn't couldn't agree no you're still there okay um no, yeah, absolutely, Ryan. I really appreciate. It. By the way, nice. Uh, I just I just clicked on your profile. Nice McLaren, uh, you know, header. A little, little F one. Had to get all my F one in. But. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, um, you're absolutely right. I, I would not be surprised if he makes um, if Scott makes any mistakes on that um, in terms of you know Gold Star, which. At one point, Gold Star, I think, was like was was the, like the sponsor. I think of like some of the sports teams. Like it wasn't even like Skyline wasn't quite in like footing the bill. I think I remember, and I tried it. I was like, oh my god, Gold Star is like terrible. Um, what do you What do you think Sad's going to look like in the Big Twelve? Here's the Here's the funny part with me. <laughs> I think that TCU, Oklahoma State. Let me see. Baylor, uh, Baylor, to a lesser degree, but those those offenses are going to shred that defense. But I also think 
that 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 conference doesn't play any defense, so he may have no. some success offensively. Well, right. how, how, how many games without knowing anything about the Cincinnati roster? How many games do you think they win next year? Is is Big Twelve? Are they are they in Big Twelve next year? Uh, or is it no, your it, answer? It, it, it'll be a year later. Yeah. So the, I mean, I, so you're saying next year? Yeah. No, 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 no. They they join next season. It's okay. uh, July July first, twenty twenty three. This is a better question because I I hampered on the one score record all year. How many one yeah. score games do you think Scott Satterfield will win next year? One like what will, what will his record be in one score games? Because I think they'll play a lot. It'll be it'll be a losing record. Okay, it'll be a losing. I'm just, record. I'm just basically like I, I'm curious because I, I I do think there is a situation to where he can go there. And he could have a little bit more success than he had at Louisville. Do you think that's that's unrealistic? I don't. I I I think I, I don't think that. I think all. I think it'll be all things being equal. I think he'll be about six, seven wins a season. I, I don't. I like maybe he wins eight wins. Like eight, he gets eight wins one year, um, and the next like four. But I, I think he's still going to be a five hundred coach. I, th- I think he's going to be struggling to get five hundred. Yeah. I, 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 I've been bouncing back and forth in my head with that. So I don't have a good answer for you. either. I just, just think, I, I think it's going to take some time for them. Like they just they, like that playoff team, which just like, it was, they were just so far ahead of the rest of the competition in the AAC, you know? And I think there's just going to be a real adjustment period to, especially to Scott, man. Offensively, you're right. They don't play great defense, but I just find it really hard to believe he's going to be scoring 40 points a game there. I I just do. I just think he's so... He's so predictable, man. He's so. It is, pre- but those defenses are so bad, man. They're so bad. Yeah. Brent, Brent Venables went there and he's given up. What are they giving? What's Oklahoma giving up? 30, 40 a game? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I could see it going a lot of different ways, and I'm, I'm very curious to watch it. So I, I, I just wanted to get your opinion on that. That's a good. That's, I, I, I'm, that's a great. A great little uh, tangent. I appreciate that. I, I, it's a funny thing to think. I just tried to look. They don't. They don't have their schedule out yet. They don't have the Big Twelve schedule out yet for next season. So I try to take a look. Um, but uh, it's, it's so funny. I'm like even like looking at this stuff. Like uh, someone sent a Barstool Cincinnati Saturdays in Cincy just to see them like have to hype themselves up for this guy. It's, happen- it's like, happening again, man. He's just the you know. It's just the funniest. It's just the funniest thing, man. And it's the funniest thing to watch them try and talk themselves into it. And I've been there, man. I literally been it. And it just like, I think they'll realize it. Like they'll realize it when they're, you know, Texas tech, like they're, they're losing to Texas tech and some random man. Maybe they pull it out at the Texas, end of the day, but just Texas tech, Texas tech's a good one. Like you, you, you start the season, maybe four and one, maybe you started four and two, you win a few in a row and Texas tech is coming to Nippert stadium and they just beat you by two touchdowns and you're never <laughs> and in the you, game. And they look That's flat perfect. and they just, they look yes. flat and they've, and they figured, yes. figured out the runs. Oh yeah. They're going to, they're going to draw right on this second and nine. You know, like it's just like they, they know it, man. They know the plays. Let's bring Keith up. And uh, obviously I think last one in line for now. So if anyone wants to hop in, absolutely um, jump up and, and talk. Keith, if you unmute, I think we're good. Howdy, howdy, fellas. How's it going? How are you feeling on this fine Wednesday evening? 
you know, would have been doing a lot better before we lost the five-star commit. But as mm-hmm. as I said in passing to a couple buddies earlier, I can't blame the kid to go chase a bag and get to skip a bowl game with Jimbo every year. So <laughs> wish him the best. Um, no, uh, I would say Monday is probably the most excited I've been about Cardinal football since Lamar was on campus. Um, and a realization I had, cause I, I was also on previous podcasts calling and saying, Hey, maybe we shouldn't immediately go to Brom, but right. And the best way I could summarize it is yes. Jeff Brom may not have been the best overall candidate available, but I think he was the best candidate for Louisville. If that makes any sense, like it's uh, a borderline script that's so cheesy that a Hollywood studio would be like, no, get the shit out of here. Come on. We need something a little more believable, especially if we come out and we actually succeed next year, which is a reasonable and fair expectation, especially given the teams that we're playing now. A lot can pan out with the portal, so who knows what's going to happen. I've seen some sects of the fan base, if Pierce comes in, talking themselves like, oh, we might get a year of DJU, which, who knows? <laughs> but, <laughs> so. Oh, no, I don't want any part of DJU. Yes, no, he's, <laughs> he's Malik with a NFL frame. That's my opinion of him, and I'll leave it at that. But that's great. All in all, that's very excited about the upcoming season, the off season. Hope we can keep the class together. And uh, also just shout out to bring Brom home guy who went from being the most, one of the most hated accounts in Louisville Twitter to (laughs) everyone's fan favorite almost overnight. Uh, bring Brong home guys like like die like like paragraphs like i don't want to be um <laughs> i don't i don't want to be some kind of celebrity i just send bring Brong home invite to the to the spaces let's see if he, he accepts oh my god that'd be amazing <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't have to reveal himself he can just come and talk um, i just want to hear him talk i just want to hear him talk um or her maybe maybe i'll tweet at him or her or her it could be her um keith anything anything in the immediacy you want to see i kind of i kind of like asking that like what's next steps for you like are there you know um what 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 are you looking for in the next like days and weeks uh start to shape a staff together um Obviously, with Brian hanging back with Purdue, I uh, I took that in a similar direction where he might be using this as an opportunity to audition, if not for right. Purdue, maybe for a non-P5 job. job that's going to open up. Um, and then I'm, I'm honestly curious the direction that Purdue goes with their position, but that's not a Louisville podcast problem. Uh <laughs> Yeah, like you guys had mentioned before, curious about Dino. Ba- Dino Babers was mentioned for Purdue. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. I've heard Dino Babers. I've heard uh, Sean Lewis. If he hasn't accepted uh, Dion's offer to OC at Colorado yet, um, so honestly, if if he wants to come to Louisville instead of Colorado, I think that'd be an electrico coordinator hire. If Brian ends up going somewhere else, but. 
Uh, next couple days, love to see a staff and uh, make outreach to uh, Flyville 23 to see if we can uh, keep a lot of those kids coming. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more, Keith. Uh, thank, it's always good to hear from you. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Go Cards. Go Cards. Gabe, I'm going to take uh, a moment to to address your attention to something. Um, please. Can, can, can you do me a favor and can you pull up a picture of Ian Rappaport? Okay. Just any type of picture. It doesn't have to be from Twitter. If you want to go to Twitter, that's fine. I've got, it. You're I've got it. You're, you're talking about NFL insider Ian Rappaport at Rapsheet, yeah. um, enemy of, of many. Go ahead. He has tweeted, I quote, this new Nas album is exactly <laughs> what everyone said it would be and more. Absolute fire. I feel like I've been transported back in time. Best album I've listened to in years. I, I, I just wanted to put that out there, man. That's a great tweet. That that's a, that's a good tweet. That's a good tweet. There was something I was like literally about to tell you, and it wasn't even you talking about Nazian rap before. It wasn't even that that made me like uh, step aside from it. Gosh, I'm I'm really upset. I'm really upset. There, there's another thing I got too that I'm just like scrolling through Instagram. And notice Ruben Owens is wearing a cowboy hat. Do you know who this this Jordan Schultz guy is? Jordan Schultz. No, I don't know who that is. Please. I don't either. No, I. I, I <laughs> okay. This guy is, no, he's he's literally like somehow made a career off of commenting off of athletes' Instagram pages, and somehow he's parlayed that into an NFL career, like working as an NFL reporter. I I have no idea how it's happened. Um, but every time someone like notable makes an announcement he is commenting and saying something and yeah he's doing it again with 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 ruben owen interesting do we want no, to talk I, basketball we can we can talk a little basketball if anyone wants to hop up we'll obviously bring him up but let's in the meantime um we haven't talked about basketball in a while it's 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 uh been good <laughs> it's been fun, hasn't it? What's where? Where are you at with uh, with with the our good friend Kenny Payne? What is what? What is your thoughts? Where can I be at? That's not bottom of the barrel, end of the world. Like I am begging Kenny Payne to give me something to grab onto, and there's nothing there. Like Isaiah Miranda commits today. These guys aren't even out of, out of nowhere, right? These guys aren't even visiting Louisville. They're not even giving us a penny visit, man. Like, what What else am I supposed to do other than have the take that this is an unmitigated disaster? Like, what else am I supposed to do? I would love to bring some nuance to the conversation and say this and this is happening. I get it, man. I understand what's happening on the basketball court. Kenny Payne is trying to play a pro system. We went very X and O two podcasts ago about how we talked about how, you know, you put two guys in the corner of of the basket and you do what NBA teams do. And obviously this team doesn't have the talent to do the things that NBA teams do. So you would think that a light bulb would go off and say, Hey, I need to adapt another system 
go ahead and grab some wins so I can get some good momentum going. And that just hasn't happened. So, like, I don't know how to have a shred of optimism about anything. Do you? I don't have a shred of optimism about anything. <laughs> and I don't expect to get it. I don't expect to get it, Chris. And, like, like I, I saw you tweet out and someone responds, like, oh, what did they go, like, on a four-game win streak? Dude, I don't, does that matter at this point? Is, does that matter at this point? I don't. I don't think it does to me. I the we know we know that this like we know that this sucks and that he's 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 not right for the job. You know, I'm it's about like the, like house 90, on, the, the house is on fire and there's no one there to put it out. The house is on fire and there's no one there to put it out. And the firefighters that were on the way, you know, the recruits being in the future. Um, why would they come to a already shriveled up house? Right. Like they just know like Miranda's like, yeah, man, I'm not coming to that. That looks terrible. So who is coming to save Kenny Payne? Who is coming to save him? No one's coming. No one's coming. And the best op- the best option for everyone, you, you and I have sort of texted about, it. I think you tweeted it out. Mike Rutherford told Titus and Tate is for Kenny Payne at the end of the season to say, you know what? This isn't for me. This wasn't the right opportunity. I tried yeah. to help out my brothers. You know, he, he's, you know, they, they talk about the brotherhood of the former players. I tried to help out my brothers and it wasn't right for me. And I'm going to step away. That's the best option for everyone here, including him, including him. He's going to get another job. He's got enough friends. It's fine. But um, I think that's the best option for everyone. Uh, Do you think that's an that's that's an actually like realistic option? I mean, I think it's I think it's I think it's realistic. Is it like going to happen? No, but I do think it's like above like five percent. Like would put it between five and fifteen percent. I think it's just man. It's I I can't. Generally, when we do these podcasts. When we, I mean, what we've been doing what high school for what three or four years now? Yeah, you know, like I think it's about it'll be three years. It'll be three years in like January, right? No, it'll be four years because we did. Um, yeah, because it'll be the yeah yeah it'll be almost four years. Yeah yeah. Generally, when we do them, I, I would say that you and I both have more to say about basketball than football, right? Absolutely. And I mean, I, 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 I think it's fair. Like at the, at the heart of hearts. No matter what happens here, Wolfe will always be a basketball school. And so I, I, right. I think it's natural that, you know, we would have more to say. But this season, dude, I don't have shit to say. I'm not, I didn't even watch the last game, man. You know, it br- breaks my heart to be in December. I didn't, I didn't watch December. a second. Of, I didn't watch a second of the last game. I didn't it's watch not even on my mind, dude. Like, it's not even on my mind. I just don't know what I gain from it at this point. Like I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch a Florida State game because like obviously like that's like a decent opportunity and I'm gonna watch you know some of these poker games. They've had a week off. If you, if you, if, <laughs> I mean if you're going to you know, you, you laugh, but if you're going to see anything, you would think it would be after you have a week off and you open the conference season against Florida State. Like what a better way to kind of give yourself an opportunity to see something, right? So I will be watching that game, but man, it is just, it's depressing. It really is. It's, it's, it's like horrendously depressing. (laughs) 
Oh man. Um, let's bring up Nate, who who who's happening. I don't know if Nate is interested in all that. Nate, I think we can hear you. How's it going? Hey, yo, what's up? How y'all doing? Good, Nate. How good. Are you? Doing good, man. Thanks for I wanted me. to touch back on your defensive coordinator concerns because please, Nate, I'm please, concerned. please. Not that concerned, <laughs> but so I'm worried about more players entering the portal because I was at the Wake Forest game and this dude was talking to me. And he said that he was real good friends, high school friends with Popeye Williams' dad. And he said, I was telling him about how Brian Brown might be gone because he was trash at that point. And he since turned around, you know, whatever. But he said that if whatever guy comes in here and he's not running that same 3-4 scheme as Brian Brown, then Popeye Williams is gone. Oh, wow. And as well, if, if y'all knew, he had a younger brother who's really good. He doesn't want to follow yes, in his brother's were, footsteps much either. So apparently he doesn't want to come. This is all rumor from him. So take it with course, a grain of, of salt. But I am concerned about who we're going to retain on that defense. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people from next year too. So it's not a – I, I think stats or sat. Brom is stepping into kind of a, a team that can win now. But you know, Yasir Abdullah. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of notable names that that you replace next year. So it's not an easy easy replacement on the defensive end at all. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, we'll that, see. That's, that's no, all I had to say. This would be tough. No, I appreciate it. Go I appreciate cards. the perspective. Um, yeah, good question. Um, you know. Uh, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird the next few weeks. Uh, I don't know, like in terms of, you know, who's next, what's what's happening in terms of losing some of these guys. It does seem like there's going to be quite a bit of um, up and down, a lot of in and out of, of, of folks. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll definitely see. Um, anything before we bring up Paul, Chris, on your end? Any take from you on there not being an actual search? We kind of gave ours. Like about about you know do what you can for the recruits, but do you have anything else to add to that other than that? I was just curious, it just kind of crossed my mind. I think, like I said at the top, I, I think um, I think Josh Hurd like is is an absolute winner out of the end of this. Like no matter what like ends up happening with Jeff Brown, I don't know, man. Like he's just an absolute winner for me out of this and getting this done on a quick timeline. You know, walking this tightrope. Getting getting Scott Satterfield out of there, um, getting Scott Satterfield out of there, and then immediately turning around and getting Jeff Brown. Like that's just that's it. That's that's quick. Like no matter what you say about Jeff Brown, and like oh he wanted to come home, et cetera, last year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think it's you still got to do it. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. That was that was that that was it. I just just didn't know if you had anything else. No, no, no. I think I, I far more understand. I'm, I'm willing to understand not doing a full search with this job than I, than I was the basketball job. I don't know if that makes like any sense. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, I think it makes sense. I mean, I, Fair enough. I, I do situationally, but I was just curious. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Let's bring up Paul. Uh, Paul, you should unmute. You should be good. All right, guys, you got me. 
We do. All right. right. Uh, Hopefully, uh, I think the last time I was on one of your guys' spaces, it was after the Florida State game where I tailgated all day and I was ranting, ranting like a (laughs) madman. So uh, maybe be a little bit more, definitely a little happier, (laughs) happier than I was that day. We're here for uh, definitely a happier day than that day. But um, I've got a lot of thoughts. Mainly of a lot of them are, uh, my God. Scott Satterfield, what a just what a clown that guy! <laughs> like, this, please, if you haven't, I will, please go and find the uh, interview that he did with like the local ESPN affiliate because, like, I I just kind of scrolled through it or whatever, and there was a section where he talked about where he basically was like talking about the success that he had here, and he basically was like, "Yeah, we had a great first year," and then he was just like yada 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 the middle two years and i swear him out, he blamed both years he referenced covid for 2021 or excuse me 2020 and 2021 for the shortcomings of those two seasons <laughs> and then starts talking about the success that they had this year which i just found that like pretty priceless that because number one I, I, I wasn't aware that covid only hit the louisville football program and not every other person on the planet <laughs> but then for him to turn <laughs> him to turn around and also reference 2021 was also pretty rich for that to be the reason why that he can't beat mediocre teams but um oh and i think also i wanted to uh totally reiterate the point you guys said about uh the there absolutely no one is going to this that Georgia Tech game if this is Scott Satterfield coaching that team. Like there's just <laughs> I mean I'm not I mean I'm not saying even I'm going to I may I don't know at least it's a chance that I'll go now but there's absolutely no chance that they're going to that. And uh, my last point I just wanted to uh, you know I don't know if maybe Scott's going for the same route because when you guys are aware that the last Cincinnati coach to come from a Power Five was none other than GOP uh, Senator Tommy Toberville. So I thought that was pretty, <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was, I thought that was a pretty, I don't know. He's running for I thought that was a, Scott would absolutely run. I thought seven. that was a pretty well, uh, you know, I don't know if he's going for the same career path as, as Tommy, you know, I, <laughs> I thought that was pretty rich. Senator Scott. Oh my God. Actually, he, that, that, that would, that would make a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, anyway, yeah, it's a good good day for good day for Cardinal football. We we got to figure out defense. We'll figure it out, but uh, at least at least we got a chance. That's where I'm at. So appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, no, no, no good points. I, I can't stress enough. Like the, I think the best thing to come out of this right now was the, the you know the neutral side games, no one was, was going to go to, no one was going to want Satterfield in Atlanta again against someone. Like, even though it's like a not good opponent, no one was going to go to that. Just imagine being, I don't know, 19 or 20 at the University of Louisville and saying that you're driving to Atlanta to watch Scott Satterfield play Georgia Tech. That shit doesn't hit. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's nothing about that that makes me want to do that. I'd rather just stay in the city of Louisville and, and do what I'm gonna do on a, a on a normal college town week. Um so I was really happy that that got brought up by Brandon. Yeah, that was a great point. That was a great point. Um we'll we'll start to wind this down, I think. I feel like the the, the you know things are slowing down. So if anyone does want to hop in, um, you know, we'll see. Um 
just scrolling through i see i see uh, ty ty spalling was in here earlier looks like he was he's on mobile sports live he says he fully expects luke kandra to follow the staff to cincinnati luke kandra ben perry both hopped into the portal kandra i think is from the cincinnati area so that's not that big a surprise i guess yeah um but you know definitely we'll, we'll, we'll take a look um yeah ben perry i'd love to stay man he's yeah I really, I really think there's a bright future for him. So future all ACC guy, if you see, um, if you you know think about it. So would love to see that, but we'll take a look for sure. No, I, I and I just think that's going to be kind of the discussion going forward. Is that it seems pretty abundantly clear that it happens in all circles of coaching changes, but I think this one is going to be more significant because given the recruiting class that mobile is bringing in and given the stakes, you know, the, the guys that leave are going it, to, it, it's going to be a lot more left. So what is the, if, if there is any, there may not be any, I, I, I really don't know for me personally, even, but what is the give and take? You know, how many guys can leave to where you're still comfortable with the direction of things that are happening? I guess what I'm saying at the end of the day is, is there anything that could derail what the atmosphere is going to be for game one in Cardinal Stadium? Like, they, they could they could conceivably, like, lose this entire class, and that place is still going to be packed, you think? Yeah, yeah. I think any like semblance of an offense, I think to me, like is, is it for me? Like what's the situation going to be like for a transfer? I've already had some people mention that the, the kid from West, Western Kentucky might be. Might I mean, be there's a, a, I've, I've heard a ton of, a ton of like notable names too, of, of guys that are pretty nice talents. So I think, I think as long as fans have something to rally around on offense, that that's not going to be an issue. Defense is defense. Like, you know, we, we're here. We've talked, we, we've been talking about the the potential DC and who we don't want it to be. Um, like even if that person ends up being the defensive coordinator, I think, um, I, I think that we're, I, I, I think that fans would still show up. I don't know. Like we're good. We're good. If we, it's, you know, we can let in, Fans will be okay letting in 30 points if they can score 45, you know, not saying that I think that that's like what's actually going to happen. I'm just, I I think that fans are going to be excited. I think there's just, you know, like I actually remembered what I was going to tell you, you know, tomorrow Jeff Brom is going to talk and like, I remember pretty like vividly the Charlie Strong press conference and the reaction about that and like how oh, there's really gonna, there, there, there's going to be a moment tomorrow. You're probably going to get Jeff Brom tears at the podium. You're you're going to get like Jeff Brom tears like minus ten thousand tomorrow, and that's going to resonate with this community in a way that just just really is really going to get everyone behind him. Like we said at the top, man, like he's just going to bring excitement and energy. And, and yes, the fact that he's from here matters, man. It's, it just does. Louisville's a weird place, dude. Louisville's a weird we, place. We and talk people, about it. I, I mean, if, if people are just jumping in the spaces now and you never really listen to the pod, like we, we talk about it. an hour and a half, like almost an hour and a half. In, no, I'm just saying like, we, we, we talk about other things other than Louisville sports. And we talk about, how, you know, 
unordinary Louisville is. And, and Gabe said it right there with, with kind of the coaching stuff is like, we're big enough to where like, you know, it's a city and you can kind of do your own thing, but we're also like small enough to where people want one of their own representing the program. Right. You said you had like 40 people like, and just like, you know, not, not Dude, to, yeah, not to stereotype. Was, but the, no, I think the final count types. was like, I think the final count was 27. Yeah, Trinity, these are all like Trinity Sanex types that are like, you know, I've got a guy who knows a guy who dated a girl who is a Brom. Like, it's... It, it, People were so excited for this to happen, man. In a way that they just like, like, they just wouldn't have been excited for nearly anyone else. You know, like anyone on this level of coach. They, they just wouldn't have been. They just wouldn't have been. And... I'm so excited for those first games. I've already kind of like laid down the ground. Like, Listen, like, why don't we go to Atlanta? Like, you know, like, like, like right. let's, go to, let's go to Indy for sure. Indy's going to be a movie, dude. Indy's going to be a movie, bro. Like it's, it's like, it, like Atlanta is going to be really, really fun, but that's a little bit harder to track, but the, the, the do not drive home immediately after the IU game. From any state, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great because there's gonna be so much traffic. It's gonna be horrendous. You're gonna hate yourself. Do not drive home after that game. Stay in Indy. <laughs> go to go to Broad Ripple. Um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a movie. It's gonna be crazy. Um, this city, when this city does things together, and it, so often that's around these sports teams, these these Louisville sports teams. There's just nothing like it, and I miss that so much. We have not had that. Yeah, since, man. It's truly it, we have not had that since Lamar. We have not had that in like its fullest since Lamar. It's and, so weird because like we talked a lot about you know kind of the split in the fan base, and it's you know for sometimes in the podcast is brought us content so we have more things to talk about but man like it has sucked to be a global fan for the last three years and that's irrespective of anything that's happening on the football field or happening on the court it's the right. fracture within the fan base it's that i can't say one thing about a coach and be like man i don't think this guy is the guy and another right. guy can't say I think he is with, without my my fanhood being entirely questioned, right? Like that's what happens. And to have a central figure that everybody's just like, let's go get this shit, is is a lot, man. It's refreshing as hell. It's just yeah. nice to have something. It's gonna be fun. It, it's it's gonna be. It's going to be really fun. I'm excited. No matter kind of what happens in these next few weeks, um, I just think the ceiling, the ceiling for the fan base is higher. Um, it's higher than than it would have been with so many other candidates. So I, I'm excited for that. I think we kind of buried this lead. We probably should have talked about it up top, but <laughs> um, but it's it, it's going to be really fun. Let's let's see what tomorrow is. Um, you know, I think I, I had like a I have a, I had like a prior um, appointment tomorrow night or prior prior event, so I was like, ah, oh, maybe I wish we'd do it after tomorrow, but we wanted to get it in now, so here we are. So if you're listening to this, it's probably if you're listening to this on podcast, it's probably after the press conference or whatever. Um, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun in in a way that that even if Scott Satter when Scott Scatterfield was good, Scott Scatterfield Scott Satterfield was good. Um, it wasn't. 
So I'm I'm excited for that. Do we have a timing for everything tomorrow? And I'll I'll use this moment to give one last notice to anybody that wants to hop in and, and say our piece because we went for an hour and a half and you know a lot of people have joined us and I've really appreciated that. So absolutely everyone, everyone is gonna be here. Everyone who hopped in, we really do appreciate it. Um, I have it. The, the the time, if you give me just a second, I will give it to you. Okay. So we have a press conference time because I, I I haven't seen one at all. I don't even know where it's at. So I my understanding was it was going to be at the stadium, at the arena, at like around the same time as when the volleyball was happening um, to make it easy for the press that was going to be there. Who gets the first question? Uh, Crawford. Eric Crawford. I got Fred Calgill. I got Terry Miners. I got... Is Terry Miners going to show up? Oh, the, the special Miner, meeting Terry, is at 4 Terry 4 Miners is 100% there tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. He'll be there. The, the special meeting is at 4 p.m. Um, I don't know what time the volleyball... Is seven, I think. So you're probably looking at a five thirty press conference. Yeah, so that's exactly why. Yeah, five thirty, five five thirty press conference, and then that way all the press can just stay in the M Center for volleyball. Yeah, so that's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be a fun day. It's going to be a fun day, that's for sure. Oh no, the 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 special meeting is in Cardinal Stadium, so. Oh, maybe so that's all happening. They've had the press conference in one of those. Yeah, so maybe I'm wrong. Okay, rooms up there. I'm sorry about that. That makes absolute sense. Um, yeah, Chris, this has been fun. We, I think we've had two really good ones in the last few days. Thanks, everyone, as, as you said, for joining. Um, someone just told me season ticket holders were invited to the Angels Envy Club at 4.30. Okay, so. well, there you go. Also, there was an offer... I mean, it's kind of short-lived, but there was an offer extended to season ticket holders that if they purchase season tickets by the end of the week on Friday, that they essentially got free tickets to the bowl game. Um, so, I mean, that's a pretty short-lived offer by UofL, but it's something. That's um, if, fun. If you want to go be, grab listen, it. If yeah. I didn't have two children, I would 100% be up in that bowl, dude. Like, that's, that's, a, Scott, like, that's a fun Scott, if Scott Satterfield was coaching Cincinnati, I would 150% be in that game. Can we please just – this guy, he talks in the press conference about how he doesn't want to be involved because of the conflict of interest. No, thank you, my guy. Go ahead and coach Cincinnati. Like, please, just give me that. I need that. I need that really bad. Oh, man. Uh, it'll be fun. Um one last thing, Chris. Uh, three six three hundred sixty million dollars, nine years. Too much for Aaron Judge? No, I agree. I told you the exact same thing that I told you already. Is that it's a guy who's done something that nobody else has done. Nobody else on steroids has done. So <laughs> can't really put an amount on that. Um, can't put an amount on. Well, there, are well, some, well. there are some people hopping in now, but I regret to say that we are drawing to an end, but I, <laughs> I appreciate it. Check out the podcast. Um, Check out the yeah. podcast. Thanks, everyone. Um, shout out to ZJ. Enjoy that Apple teeny man. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll, go Cards. Go cards. Uh, we'll see you guys. Take care.